There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. It's yep. been a, it's been a while, isn't it? Because yeah. of international breaks and everything, I've had a few days off. I'm feeling refreshed. Feeling, feeling recharged and ready to give my all for Will's probate and conveyancing once more. Uh, I had an amazing moment during the break. I've been listening to Bob Mortimer's autobiography, um, comedian Bob Mortimer. And uh, Bob Mortimer used to be a solicitor before he became a comedian with Vic Reeves. was sat there listening to me, me audio book and then this happened. Law school is a hothouse of lectures and learning. There are seven exams at the end of an intensive one-year course covering all the essential areas of law and legal procedure, conveyancing, wills, probate, criminal law, court procedure, family law, commercial law and accounts. Not my words, the words of Bob Mortimer. The big three, not in the right order, but oh, it's Bob Mortimer, maybe he's right. Yeah. Did have a shout out actually from someone saying the um, the lasting powers of attorney is where, where private client solicitors make their money. So big shout out to the... <laughs> You private clients, listeners. I know if anyone needs help in this world, it's lawyers. Yeah. I know they're struggling, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. These ones are good, though. Levi's Listers. Give them 10% less, I say. Yeah. And, well, that's how good they are. With the discount code. Yeah. Levi's Listers.co.uk forward slash the square ball to take advantage of the, the 10% discount on your legal fees. Will's probate conveyance and loads of other stuff. Litigation. Oh, want, yeah. If you need to litigate something, which you should, mm-hmm. if you need to. Yeah. Don't do it um, frivolously. Don't be frivolously. No, no. 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 Um, right then, into the weekly roundup. Uh, it's been the international break. Did you see Liam Cooper owning Kylian Mbappe? Up to a point. I have just seen a tweet saying from a Scotland fan saying we were competitive with Liam Cooper on the pitch and they were celebrating. And then you told me the score. It, it didn't sound too competitive. He did it right up to a point. There were some nice tweets about him um, defending well against Mbappe and Scotland were in front for a bit. I didn't watch it with the... Uh, with the when you say a bit, how, how a little of a bit... Just pull up the score for you. <laughs> I believe it was 1-0 at one point and it finished. It was 4-1 it finished, didn't it? I did see Scotland's goal. That was quite funny because the France defender just passed it to Billy Gilmore in front of the goal and he was a bit like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll score then. They did nearly beat Spain the other week as well, did Scotland. Do you know what? International football has so <laughs> passed me by in the I, last I few only months. saw it because it was a VAR thing. Mm. It was a Scott McTominay free kick and there was someone stood near the goalkeeper and he was offside and it wasn't it was given and it wasn't was, it given that for a foul it was, it was a foul I think wasn't it it was boring because it was VAR I was too busy watching the other side watching um, Calvin Phillips trundling round against Italy you didn't see this Rob did you but um, I watched it last night did you watch it no no he was he just looked he looked every bit a player who's played like 300 minutes of football in his Man City career just behind the game a bit out of shape not quite match 
sharp. Could have been sent off once or twice. Yeah. It must, it must be the point of having played more games, more minutes for England than Man City almost at the moment, which yeah. is which is daft. Well, he, was, he was subbed off at about 60, 65, something like that to protect him from himself. <laughs> uh, that Calvin. Yeah. We, we saw that Calvin a few times, didn't we? Where he's he's yeah. going to get sent off if you leave him. Strange career art. Like I said, my prediction is he'll end up back here next year if we go up on loan because we can't afford his full monstrous wages. <laughs> I think he might have already left City by then. Yeah. I've just seen some quotes there saying like, yeah, I realise that I really need to play football now and you imagine in January that will sort itself out, I think. Calvin Phillips, Looking a bit out of shape too. Did you see the photo of Weston McKenney? Mm. And far be it from me to fat shame anybody, but Weston McKenney for a, what is he, mid-twenties athlete? Not looking great in that photo against um, Germany, is he? There's a couple of tyres there. Yeah, he's, he's a disgrace, isn't he? Really? <laughs> I know it's not the done thing to yeah have a go at the way people look and stuff, but come on, mate. Yeah. Yeah, come on. There was an absolute gushing article about him in The Guardian the other day. Did you see that? I think, no. uh, I think they didn't interview his dad. Oh, so right. it was a real, oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was a real we caught, hard up, we caught up with one of Weston McKenney's biggest fans. And I think, uh, yeah, the line on Leeds was just that oh, he went on loan and they got relegated and it wasn't his fault. So I mean, what, to, what can he do? To be fair to young Weston, he did concede that he'd not been in the best condition, didn't he, at Leeds? And said he like, wasn't up to it, which is fair enough. You admitted it. Well, I think we could see it. Does he think he's still at Leeds? Mm. Is that why he's still in that shape? I don't know, but people people in the States that I speak to about him says he's just he just kind of likes the lifestyle a bit too much. Like he's all the trappings of the money, you know, and maybe utilizing apps like Just Eat mm. and things like that. Deliveroo. I, I mean, to be fair to him, if I had that much money, I would be doing the same, but I'm not a professional athlete. I suppose they're ranch sauce. Yeah. Mm, indeed. Although he's, he's playing that wing back for Juventus, isn't he? Mm. Or he started the season there anyway. But then I was reading a few things about... Getting up and down that line. That's what he's great at, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I was reading a few things. I think he played midfield for the USA the other night and everyone was saying, God, we miss Tyler Adams. So. Mm. Do the running. Yeah, I did... Um, I did Because I follow the dad sometimes on Twitter as well as the mums. Yeah. So I do still follow... Branching out. John McKenney, his yeah. dad. And I remembered why we didn't maybe criticise him as much when thank, you for your, thank you for your service sir well he's, he just put a picture on, on Twitter that was he said after some adjustments and you know the, the sort of target of a man where you can see the, the head and the, the heart on it it was just that blasted to bits he's obviously wow. been, at, been at a gun range just yeah. pretending to shoot some humans is, so. he, uh, is he still accidentally quote tweeting Harambe <laughs> oh. maybe that was it's some sort of justice for Harambe that <laughs> he shot this paper man to bits maybe so maybe so Little Scumbastard has been chalking up the assists as well for Wales. Um, Ampadu did very, very well as well in midfield. Rodon played as well as they beat Croatia. I think um, Ampadu pocketed what's his mush um, for Croatia. Modric. That's the one. It's quite good, isn't he? I like our little uh, Welsh connection in the in the team right now. Dan James has been really good this international break. He uh, played really well against Gibraltar and you sort of think, well, Gibraltar. And then, have you ever been to Gibraltar, by the way? No, is it nice? It's confusing. Yeah, I went when I was a kid. Really confusing. I enjoyed the feeding M and M's to the apes, the Barbary apes. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it's weird. Were you meant to be feeding M and M's to the apes? The taxi driver said you could do it. Okay, he was like, he, he even advised. He said, "I'll get the peanut M and M's. They're really like them." <laughs> but yeah, you just drive yeah. up a hill in the upper hill. You mean the Rock of Gibraltar? Yeah, <laughs> <Drive up a laughs> that's hill. the one. The thing that dominates the entire. Well, it's a hill, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's weird. It's like. They've got Spanish pavements and drive on the the right side, but then British traffic lights. It's all, it all just British, confu- British phone boxes. I remember yeah. that as well. Just confused me a great deal when I was there, uh, especially when you come over from La Linea on the other side, and when you come in across, even on foot, you go across the airport runway. Like, yeah, there's a pedestrian, <laughs> a pedestrian crossing, you know, like a pelican crossing where you press the button and it goes beep 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 beep. Airport runway, 
Well, well. I thought you were going to say it was a zebra crossing. And they have to stop for you as you're walking past. Uh, past. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> hold the flight. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough about Gibraltar. Sorry, you were saying about um, little I can't even remember now. Oh, he was good against Croatia, basically. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Got an assist. Good cross. Um, and of course, Uruguay 2, Brazil 0. Um, Marcelo Bielsa rewriting record books again. Didn't your heart flutter when you woke up this morning and saw that? He did, although I was looking at the stats of it and it looks like a really tedious game. Uruguay had five shots, two on target. Brazil, two shots, none on target. Right. Neymar off in tears. Oh, no one likes to see that. No, I'm sure his, his sister will be around to comfort him. Indeed. But uh, yeah, there's some um, kind of parallels with Bielsa at Chile. Can where... I just, what was he crying about, sorry? Just he losing. got injured. All right. Got stretched off. Uh, it was in tears. But yeah. I won't be able to grow the game in Saudi Arabia anymore. <laughs> I'd completely forgot he'd gone there. But yeah, Bielsa, when he was in charge of Chile, he led them to their first competitive win ever against Argentina. And I did a story on the blog uh, a while back now about Bielsa at Chile and I was chatting to a Chile fan. And he was saying how the big kind of cultural change there was that their players suddenly started believing they could actually go and beat these teams. Uh, and they would talk in press conferences about beating Brazil and Argentina. And I don't think Uruguay is quite the underdog story as Chile was, but it seems that he's having that impact. And I'm really intrigued as well by one of their goal scorers last night, Nicolas De La Cruz. A few years ago, I saw him play for River Plate and he was genuinely one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. And a few days later, they were on telly again and we watched him again and he was equally rubbish. And he's in the Uruguay time, uh, team in the middle of midfield and he's just scoring loads of goals and he's really good. Because that's what Marcelo Bielsa does. I was going to say, he's, um, Darwin Nunez has been... Mm. Turning to him for advice. Now he's, you know, he obviously he's only going to go so far at Liverpool. Now he can speak to a real coach and um, and get some tips about how to be a, a better striker. God, I miss him. The more I think about it, I really do genuinely miss him. And I, I made the mistake of watching just the last half hour or thereabouts of the documentary season two, part two. Just laid in bed the other night, and I found myself just tearing up again. <laughs> you know, the 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 take us home, the gentle song, and the. Bielsa's speech in the background. Still not watched the final episode. All right, you've not. You've not. I've not watched any of it. I've watched the first yeah. one. That's it. All right. Well, you won't know what I'm talking about then. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the moment at which we clinch promotion, and uh, yeah, it's the chart like the Charlton game and the Barnsley. I watched it from like the Barnsley game onwards, and I think actually I jumped backwards and watched the Swansea goal, Pablo a number of times because it's Pablo's goal at Swansea, and then it cuts to a bit of a domestic scene with him and Mar Garcia at, at home or whatever. Skip past that. Leave them to their private life. No need. No need for me to intrude. But then just watch the watch the climax of the season and. Uh, yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Like we, we missed out on so much and I only really realise it now. I think that's now the, the, now the world's got back to normal. I've not watched it because I'm just not emotionally ready to watch it, I don't think. But I do think uh, Bielsa at Uruguay is sort of the best we could have had it. Like to watch him, to see him managing a different club would have been awful. But to see him just having fun in South America, well, he doesn't look like he's having fun given the way he's swearing. But um, yeah, just to see him coaching a South American team is fun. The country of your mother. Indeed. Yes. It's funny seeing the alternate universe that has unfolded, though, which is that Anthony Iraola was potentially his natural heir and Leeds went after him and he's ended up at Bournemouth and they've taken loads of our players. And they're awful. So he could have gone to Bournemouth, could be else, because they were sniffing around him mm-hmm. and he didn't go to Bournemouth and this is what happened instead. And this is funnier. And this is nice. This is, it's like I say, you can, I know Uruguay have been sort of traditional bastards of World Cups and stuff. But Suarez has gone now, hasn't he? He was always the worst of them. Mm-hmm. So you can now just, just go out. Go on. Go, go and do well. Yeah, it's more of an abstract thing in South America now, isn't it, than a eminently hateable... I mean, they are a set of bastards, aren't they? But, but they're, uh, they're someone you can watch now, like, fondly, I think, because Bielsa's and they're, there. they're second in the qualifying group now. 
Good. Is, is it the top four or five that get there, isn't I it? Think it's five, five isn't it? Yeah, I think maybe even more than that. Are you ready to love again? That's the question. Uh, I think we do. We've got Farker, haven't we? Yeah. It feels it feels nice. Yeah. We're just in the early stages of the relationship. Yeah, we're, but it's we're, taking it, we're taking it slow. It's promising. Yeah. I've had a tattoo done. <laughs> <laughs> Life size head on your back. Neymar, by the way, just looked up, gets paid over £350,000 a day. A day? In Saudi wow. Arabia. I thought you were going to say a week, though. Nope, that's a day. Yeah, that'd be silly, wouldn't it? It was just a week. Loads more than that. Rubber, yeah. Three, imagine being only being off 350 grand a week. Wouldn't get out of bed for that, would you? <laughs> Pathetic. Back to domestic matters, and we've uh, we've had Leeds United's birthday. We've had clarity on the ownership now at uh, Company's House. And uh, an American man who owns Huddersfield got a little bit shitty and upset on uh, on Twitter, didn't he? Where should we start? Happy 104th birthday to Leeds? It's not a big one, is it? What, you're 104th? No. No. He's, he's still getting a card from... Whichever royal is in charge by that point. <laughs> From the oh, no. You nearly said the queen. I didn't did nearly say the like, queen. Yeah, one of the, the lizards. One of the lizards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you think she's dead, dear? Wake up! <laughs> she just she just retreated underground. Just what the MSM wanted you to believe, <laughs> is it? Oh dear. Uh, yeah, well done, Leeds. Hundred and four mainly miserable years. There's <laughs> too many more. Yeah, it was interesting getting tweets because I tweet some out to the effect of you know you feel like you've watched hundred and four years of it sometimes, don't you? And pe- some people saying like. I've genuinely watched over half of Legion United's mm. entire existence. That's a frightening thought, isn't it? Jeez. Imagine being subjected to that. When I say that, I've probably done 40-odd percent of it now. Mm. It's a good effort. It's been hard going at some points. You can have some time off soon. Yeah. Ownership. Yeah, so we are now officially owned by 49ers Enterprises and their friends. The information has been updated at Companies House, which is the UK government business registry website. The final formalities of that takeover taking place around the, the Watford game so it all sort of started in was it June or July whenever the, the announcement went up on the website but they actually only just got it all over the line around the Watford game as you can see by the documents that are being lodged there all the changes happened on the 25th of September which is the Monday after the Watford game so the potted version is outgoing directors are Radrazzani Massimo Marinelli and Sandro Menchucci new director is Rudy Klein-Thomas which means that he joins Kinnear, Marate and Lowey on the board Radrazani is no longer a person with significant control, I think because they've got to be listed as well. He's still a person with significant beef though, isn't he? Very much so. Uh, But new people with uh, significant control is Pragmarate and Jed York has been added to the list there. The situation around like Ellen Road Limited, which is the separate company uh, that owns the ground, it's not quite as clear, but according to the latest supporters advisory board minutes, Kinnear said like the negotiations for the ground are underway and will follow in due course. So, uh, So that's that. Good. Get the paperwork in. That's, uh, I mean, we knew this was happening, didn't we, essentially? But um, it's good to see, I guess, Radrizani's name taken off stuff at last because he's, he's there here and he's commenting about Kinnear's interview and just hanging around a little bit more than he maybe should. Whereas this is like this is like the final, no, you are wearing your key. Th- we have changed the locks. I think he might be taking his name off stuff at Sampdoria soon, the way mm. things are going there. There was reports in Italy, I think, yesterday that he's basically already taken a backward step from running that club and just left it to his mate, and he's still sort of pretending that he's got mates at QSI who are going to take over. <laughs> I know he's got a very, very short attention span, or you know, it seems that way anyway, just from sort of observing his his general conduct. But has he run out of uh, steam there already? He's, um, I mean, you got to this point with Chilino, I guess, where you're like, why do you bother with this? Mm. You don't seem to be enjoying it at all. So what's the point? I mean, at least Chilino gets involved, like picking the team and sitting on the bench <laughs> and stuff. Whereas Radrizani takes over a club, and then within two months, he's like, do I have to like no one seems to be appreciating me yeah 
I uh, want to do something where people just thank me on a daily basis. Maybe he's going to get Kinnear back to run it. I mean, uh, in Phil Hay's story on all the company's house stuff and the new kind of ownership, he's written that Leeds going to appoint a chief operating officer mm-hmm. to yeah. work alongside Kinnear because Kinnear is currently the only uh, executive sort of based in England, I guess. So it is good as well to see the club actually just employing some people to do some work, mm-hmm. which I think has been lacking badly over the last few years. Or spreading the workload anyway. Yeah. Like somebody to pick up the reins on the operating side, which is obviously you 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 know about that. What's involved in the operating side? Correct, yep. <laughs> What's involved in it? Not so I knew. <laughs> Go on. Oh, electricity bills. Yeah. Got to sort that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are five or six lifts. Yep. Got to make sure they're maintained. Uh, turnstiles <laughs> need to operate. Yeah. And Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's about it. Can we just readdress that? And, you know, they're on about putting Wi-Fi in the ground. And they said, we don't, because we don't want people to start their filming. As Moscow pointed out when we discussed it, you don't need to have Wi-Fi to no. film. No. They're not putting Wi-Fi in that ground because that ground is very old and fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Going to probably knock a lot of it down soon. So yeah. they're probably thinking, well, we could. Bear in mind, they won't at the... We've had Kinnear speaking about the cost of doing the toilets and saying, ah, oh, there's no point, we're knocking it down soon. Just yeah. piss into a hole on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. They, I can't see him putting Wi-Fi in if they're not willing to put toilet seats And on. we've got our, our router there. It's on the table. Mm-hmm. Could lend them it if you want. Just put a, a, what, a dozen of them? That should be enough, shouldn't it? I think one on each stand is probably going to be fine. Yeah. It's got four aerials on it as that one. And then you can yeah. get like an extender as well, can't you? Yeah. So, yeah. Fine. so put them in the plugs around the yeah. around Dellum Road. Perfect. To uh... see your fans nicking them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fine, wouldn't it? Just to get Wi-Fi in for everybody. But put Wi-Fi in because it's just like, you know, like... I mean, even from the purely cynical point of view that they've got gambling partners, I'm sure gambling partners would like it if uh, their captive audience that's in there were able to actually use the, the apps. That sometimes partners. when we've taken the lead and I'm, <laughs> trying, to, and I'm trying to put a fiver on the opposition to win, can't even get the page to load. Absolute yeah. nightmare. And then they equalise anyway and you're like, for fuck's sake. And daft stuff like checking other scores is nigh on impossible at certain times, isn't it? Like at half time, everybody naturally goes for the phones. I bring a transistor radio in. Is that right? I hold to my ear yeah. with the aerial up. Good lad. In an old fashioned way. Yeah, there's one thing I did notice, like, according to the, and don't tell anybody this, by the way, but according to the EFL regulations, regulation 114, I was sad enough to look this up yesterday, each club shall publish the identities of the ultimate owner, that's person, not entity, of each significant interest in the club. That information shall, as minimum, be published on the club's official website on a page accessible directly from the homepage of that official club website. Couldn't find one. You little grass. Do you know what we need for that? A chief operating officer. <laughs> need to got that started. Duties. Website. It's yeah. not my department, the website. <laughs> yeah. On the people of significant control, it's turned out that Tom Brady doesn't have any significant control at Birmingham, hasn't it? Yeah. After all that fanfare. Because they've put all the documents in at last and he's just like owns a tiny bit. Similar like, we, you know, we've got the, the sports people in the background who are mm. also kind of hovering around as the, what, what, are the, what is it that Phil describes them as? Added value. Mm. That's it, yeah. People with profile. And that's what the big, Grinning Oath did, didn't it? Came on camera and grinned on telly against us. With his non-moving face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got, he doesn't have a big enough shareholding, does he, to be listed? It's 10%, I believe, you've got to be listed as significant control. So. Mm. 10% awesome white jeans. Mm. That's, what it, that's what counts. Speaking of Americans, Huddersfield's owner, as we mentioned before, got shitty about Leeds ticket prices, which are outrageous, we should say, by the way. In no way, I think, would anybody be defending £47 tickets? It's pathetic. Mm. But basically... The story, if you missed it, was tweeted out complaining that we refused to lower our ticket prices. Then everybody pointed out that we'd offered a reciprocal deal to all clubs. People assumed that that was the case with Huddersfield. 
The supporters' trust then confirmed with the club that Huddersfield had turned down the club's offer. They had been um, offered it. And it turns out that Huddersfield had asked Leeds to reduce their prices, but had not offered a deal in return, which you can understand why Leeds would have turned that down then, wouldn't you? So, like, but is there, is there one opportunity to sell out, though, isn't it? Leeds at home. So I, I think we should have, we should pay more to go to Huddersfield as an act of charity. Uh, a deal was then subsequently agreed, the reciprocal deal, and everyone went home pleased. Uh, football's full of bullshitters, isn't it? I did enjoy the the article on our, our website and the tweets as well, sort of saying um, Huddersfield are the latest club to agree to our reciprocal deal uh, offer, which I think tells tells you the full story, really, doesn't it? Those big crybabies. Yeah, I must admit, catching up on all this, I was just like, what a waste of everyone's energy and time, <laughs> to be honest. And it, and it sort of reinforces that football club owners on Twitter is usually a mm. shit idea. But yeah, I mean, part, to be fair, like part of the problem does stem from the fact that Leeds charge £47 and the West End is one of the most expensive parts of the ground and uh, we're not allowed to kind of lower that price for away fans if they're in the same part of the ground. But again, Phil's written about it on the Athletic website and he was saying Huddersfield had offered charge 25 quid and then 25 quid in the Leeds away end but then because Huddersfield charged 25 quid anyway, Leeds were like, well, that's not a reduction on you're not losing out anything there. It's all just a bit of a mess that kind of stems from us charging far too much for home fans, I think. This morning, Rob came in with his very nice peacock print coffee mm-hmm. mug and I was like, oh, that's nice, that. It's part of the membership pack. He was like, yep, yeah, 75 quid for yeah. that. Like, yeah. That's be bloody nice. 75 quid you get um, a cup and the right to purchase a ticket for 40-odd 40, for 40 quid. It's like, yeah. It's, it's a scam, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's an absolute rip-off. It ain't great. It ain't no. great. Onto the women and uh, the most notable aspect of beating FC United and Manchester, which isn't even a real club, was that... Um, the person we sponsor, the player we sponsor, Live Smart, uh, got someone sent off, which is great. She did. She had they, a, they got themselves sent off. Right? They did, actually, yeah. But uh, she had a great game. She scored a great opener. I think she set up another goal. Um, you should read Flora's blog about this because it's all very good. And then late on with the game at 3-1, one of the scum, or FC of scum, whatever they're called, one of their defenders really went through Olivia Smart two-footed. It was a terrible, terrible tackle. She only got booked. Liv Smart didn't really make any fuss of it, but it was a shocking challenge. But then um, the ball quickly went out for a throw-in and she just gave a gentle nudge on the back of uh, the defender who tackled her and quickly took the throw-in. And the defender who tackled her basically chased her into the penalty area, even though Liv Smart didn't even have the ball and just kicked her in the back of the legs and gave oh, away a penalty. Like a good, a good old-fashioned like chasing. It, it was class, yeah. yeah. Uh, just booted her in the back of the legs. Would it have benefited from the Benny Hill music? It does have that vibe. And then you, it could have carried on as she was just shown a red card and the ref gave the penalty as Leeds scored a fourth. It was a beautiful, like, proper heads lost moment. Good stuff. And 4-1 the final result there, if um, if we didn't mention it before, which is nice. The Square Ball Podcast. Does Brendan Aronson just need more confidence? That was one of the questions we asked on this week's Members Show. I don't know how much more confidence he needs living in Berlin unless he's been wandering around deserted warehouses in a long coat listening to industrial noise. Terrified, locked in the the basement of a sex club. With techno pumping in the distance. Where's Milana? To listen to the members' show, get priority access to the match ball and all our shows ad-free, become a TSB Plus member at thesquareball.net forward slash plus. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As promised on last week's show, then, we said we would do a report card for the players. We did a report card for the team. What did we settle on? Was it B? Was it B, B+, B, plus, B, plus, B plus, like it was, I think. We gave the squad overall a B plus, which begs the question of then, before we get into the players, is that what you give Farker or would you say, would you give him like an A minus given what he's dealt with? Or No, I think he deserves more than that because of the general shit show of the summer and the transfer window. and every, He's had a lot on, hasn't he? I think the the performances are worthy of, of the B plus by himself, but the circumstances of him that Farker has dealt with, I think, I think he's worthy of an A. An A. And he did that good touch on the sideline as well. He so. did. A plus. And he says unbelievable hard a lot. <laughs> Which we... I think A plus A plus has got to be reserved for uh for getting promoted, I think. Yeah, fair enough. But but A A. Predicted grades, A plus. Mm. Actual grades at the minute. A A to A minus. I say I'm I'm verging around A minus. We can't get ahead of ourselves just yet. We need room to, to grow and get better, I think. Mm. What do you reckon? He's definitely in the A bracket, because like Michael said, he's had a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the style of football is generally decent to watch. I know there's been a couple of games it's not worked in, but overall I can see that there's a plan to play something like entertaining football, which is, after two years of Marsh and Allardyce and whatnot, is good. Yeah, it's a tonic, mm. isn't it? Uh, okay, let's go through the um, the players then, the report card scores. There's quite a lot, so we won't take too long and dwell on each one for too long. But I went through the, the squad on the website last night and put these names down in this order. So should we start with goalkeepers, naturally? Melier and Darlow, what are you giving them? I feel like Melier's done, he's obviously been better and we give him a lot to do with his feet. He's maybe not made too many actual saves. I'm sort of veering towards C. Oh, well, that's, that's harsh. That's, that's really it? harsh. That's still, yeah. a, that's still a pass. Oh, I think he's... he's... got such low ambitions. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was delighted to get a C in some GCSEs because I did absolutely fuck off well, for some of has, them. Has he made any mistakes? That's the question. He's been a bit flappy and looking a bit mm. tentative on occasion. I was veering around a B, I think, or a B plus. I was, yeah, I was same as you, Dan. I, I think he's done really well, certainly compared to where he was at, at the end of last season. Com- considering, I think Leeds would probably would have taken an offer for him if there was the right one there. Mm-hmm. Considering he signed Carl Darlow, and a lot of people were expecting him to replace Melier. I think Melier has been proper solid, and he, I think the only reason he's a B is because he's not actually had like you say, loads of amazing saves to do. But then certain games like the Chef Wednesday game, he's just con- kept his concentration. And when he has had to make saves late on, all right, they might not have been spectacular. But again, considering where he was at last season, he's made them. Mm. I think fair play. Yeah. All right. B, fine. B? 
fine. Yeah. B plus Rob or B? No, he can't have a B plus. I'm not, I'm, I will draw a line at that. You're not having a B plus for him. You need to actually do some proactive good stuff for a B plus. You were fluffing Farker a minute ago. Bloody hell, were yeah, you A plus plus? He's the manager, he? he's had loads to do. Yeah. Millier, what's he had? He's had hardly any saves to make. Right, all right, B. What about Darlow? <laughs> the arm. So we've seen him, what, twice? in The, the arm in the, nutmeg. In the league, <laughs> in the league cup. Mm. He frightened me a bit at Ellen Road in the, uh, wherever we played. Shrewsbury Shrewsbury mm. and the away game against Salford wasn't great was he in the shootout he wasn't great in the game was he either um, I missed that League Cup game the first one against Shrewsbury but yeah against Salford he didn't look great but have we seen enough of him yeah we've not seen a great deal D D for Darlow that's generous feels but, a bit yeah. mean should we say C minus no D he's been shit in both games <laughs> he's played right Let's, you can't be you can't be giving him a pass so on his report card we're saying Carl has got plenty of room to improve. Plenty of potential. He's, yeah. he's in with a bad crowd. Yeah. Sort it out. The, the yeah. one thing I'm hoping for with him is that just having an experienced goalkeeper has actually helped Melier and maybe pushed him to have mm. some decent form. Hence why he should have a C minus. No, he's not, been, he's not done anything good. D, D plus? <laughs> no, D. D, D for look, he's, And he's lucky to have that. Right. Frankly. Um, defenders, we've got Ailing, we've got Furpo, we've got Cresswell, Cooper, Rodon, Strout, Byram, Yelder. Who's been the best of those? Byram. Byram and Rodon, I think. Mm. Strout's been very good, I think. I think he's sort of quietly gone under the radar a bit. Mm. So do, do I want to single any of them out as being better than, than the others, those three? Are we happy to give... I've, I'd had to say Rodon, Strout and Byram, all A. Got a red card. Did Rodon. Mm. Yeah, but that first one was never a booking. Don't do the second one, though, after that. Right. And did it really cost us that much? Yeah, I think we'd have beaten Hull. But he's been he's been by he's been he's been good. He by far really the best centre back. We're well, going to give him an F. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, personal dispute resolution, by the way, Levi solicitors. I think personally, particularly because left back has been an issue for a long time, to just know Sam Byram's there and it's going to be fine has been probably one of the most pleasant aspects of this season so far. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Can't, I can't believe. Just how good he's been. Not that he's been like unbelievable, but considering again, like the, the recent seasons he's had, mm. he's just made it look so easy. Happy to go A for all of Rodon, Strauch, and Byron. Strauch, I don't know. He's he's done, I feel like in the last month or so, he's done better. I feel like he was a bit shaky early on. But right. then. A minus? Give him a B, I'd say. I'm going to be, I'm being, I feel like I've been harsher. You are, you are. He's done nothing wrong. I think an A minus is all right. Yeah, oh, Colin, Colin you two are fucking romping the league, aren't we? <laughs> Why are you giving Rodon the well, miles back? A R A minus. Uh, a minus. Right, fine. And Byron are giving a straight A. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's been great. Fullbacks then. Before we uh, address the uh, the other centre of the centre of the pitches, um, number two Ailing, number three Furpo. Furpo, I'm saying F for Furpo. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because we haven't seen him yet. Ailing, he's not getting an A for Ailing. Ailing. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, Luke. Shaky in moments, but he's actually been solid in other moments. So It's just that thing where you see him turn and trying to run back and you're like, oh no, you can't do it. Is it B minus? Is it C plus? It's definitely not B minus. I want, I want to think good things of Luke Ayling. I'm thinking C minus, if, if anything. But what about his qualities as a hype man in the dressing room? <laughs> Scored a good goal against West Brom. Yeah, that was a nice header. Who was it the beat we beat the other week where he played well? He was sort of involved in the goals. Mm. It was a wave. Was it Millwall? I can't remember. 
And one, of the, one of the rubbish teams we beat. But, um, but yeah, throughout, it's been, at least these bad moments are good value for kind of comedy, I think. Mm. But it, it makes me sad watching them at the same time. Come on, them. C minus for me. No, C. I'll go C. But yeah. Fine. In okay. he goes. Then we've got Cresswell, who we've not seen much of, and Liam Cooper. I mean, Cresswell, I find it hard to really give him a score because I can't remember him doing, doing much or having much to do. Did he start the season? The you, were up, you were up at a cast judgment on Carl Darlow, though. <laughs> yeah, we've seen him play two full games and he made mistakes in him. I don't feel I don't feel Cresswell's done anything good or bad. I've enjoyed Cresswell's ball carrying, which was a little bit reckless and crazy. <laughs> he, uh, he scored for England under-21s. I'm not prepared to say that. He was, uh, he was man of the match against... Who was it he didn't play against? Was it no? <laughs> Watford or someone? He got oh, his yeah, man of the match. He did say that, didn't he? I don't know. I feel like just a C for him because he's been fine, hasn't he? For yeah. Cresswell. C for Cresswell. C yeah. for Cooper. Mm, that Southampton game wasn't good. Did injure himself scoring against Cardiff, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the injured himself bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of happy with a C for Cooper. You cheered him off that pitch, Rob, <laughs> didn't you? As he was getting stretched off. I feel like with both Cooper and Ailing, there are there are now people, there'll be some people saying, I can't believe you've given him such a high score, and some saying that's really tight. They're crucial for the group. Yeah, uh, the, so sorry. We'll just, put them in the, we'll just put them in the middle. It's not. It's not real, is it? Either. No. Don't mean anything. Uh, are we giving C Cooper a C? Yeah. Right, and then finally Yelda. Ooh, that wasn't good, was it? In the early part of the season. Yeah, he got mentioned in a daily email recently, and as I wrote his name, I was like, I completely forgot he still played for us. To be honest, but um, he's not the answer at left back. Let's just say that. No. D. Generous. I think didn't he have to be withdrawn twice because it was that At bad. Half time. Yeah. It's a young player lacking confidence. He needs to speak up more in the classroom. Mm. Are you hoping we'll give him a kick up the ass by giving him an E? I'm giving him a D. He's not a naughty boy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean to be bad. He's just struggling a little You're very, bit. Yeah. Very, very generous shooter. Next, Virgil van Dijk. Um, yeah. We're, we're generous because we sort of like these players, though. If it was last season, I'd, I'd like, yeah, e, mm. e, E. Right. Should we move into midfield? Let's give Yelder a D. I've decided. Midfielders. Ampadu Kamara, Shackley Tanoff put into midfield, nominally. Um, Archie Gray and Ilya Gruev. I think Ampadu and Gray, obvious A's. A. Yeah. 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 A, a plus for Archie Gray. Oh, let's not, let's not let him get too big for his boots, you know, right. he's a young man. Right. But no, I mean, given his level of experience and everything, yeah, you, um, you couldn't have really hoped for any more. There's an argument for Ampadu as an A plus as well, yeah. given he's our best player this season, probably. But. Yeah. Ampadu A plus? Yeah, actually, why not? Archie Gray, yeah. A+. Plus. They, I mean, they have been, I'm pretty sure from the player ratings, they are the top two, aren't they, as well? So, uh, you know, from the player of the year scores we collect, yeah, they are. Um, Ampadu is current player of the year, Archie Gray in second, right. Sam Byram in third. So, yeah, that, that kind of, it makes sense that they're all in A's and A-pluses. Fine. Kamara, started to shine more recently. Mm. Definitely at least a B for me there. Yeah. He's done nothing wrong, really, has he? I agree. He looks good. I think I said recently, I just like how comfortable he looks getting possession and turning and controlling the ball, you can tell he's a good footballer. Yeah. And I like having that option on the bench if he's not starting. So we're saying, what, a good solid B? B plus? B. Yeah, B. Fine. He's not played a huge amount, has he? Shackleton? I feel like a B for Shackleton as well, just for his adaptability. He's been shoved around. I know it's not always worked for him because he's been stuck at left back and on right wing and positions he's not really used to playing in. But overall, I don't think you could have hoped for much more from him. Very solid B, I think. Farka loves him, doesn't he? Mm. And yeah, he's done really well at five or fullback, I think. JB and Gruev. C for Gruev, just no 
not seen him, have we? He's not. I've not yeah. seen him do anything wrong or right. Played a, just, played a good tackle towards the end of the mm. which we have a game we played recently. We have a no mark we beat. He just comes on for six minutes, doesn't he? And then <laughs> if he's lucky, and that's it. So, have we seen anything, JB? Has he played at all? He played against Shrewsbury, didn't he? And it was slightly disastrous. Not good, was it? That mm. I was really disappointed he didn't didn't go out on loan in the end because mm. he just looks like a player who needs to play first team football but he also looks like the type of player who's going to make loads of mistakes and I'd rather him not do them for Leeds basically well given that Yeldo is in a similar bracket in terms of kind of looking a bit like rabbit in the headlights D because you've set the bar at that I suppose I suppose we have to feels it feels a bit mean I feel like one disastrous half is probably deserving of a, of a lower <laughs> score personally but then again the data set's not big enough to is it to no it's only one on that performance give him a D so he's not past has he right so we've got your wide men forwardsy types Somerville Anthony James Perveda Nonto and Sinistera mm. should we deal with Sinistera first you ungraded F for fuck off yeah that'll yeah. do yeah um, Nonto I think likewise deserves a... I, don't, I don't want to give Sinistera a U because he did score at Ipswich mm, true I think Nonto deserves some deductions for the the little Judas spell he had in the middle yeah and again we've not seen that much of him yet have we really uh, he looked. He looked due to his injury. Good, didn't he? When he was playing, Has he only scored once. Yes, at Ipswich. Him and Somerville are a bit. I think they both look really good, but you do just want a little bit more from him at this level. And at least Somerville hasn't refused to play, to our knowledge, anyway. <laughs> Nonto C. Yeah. Okay. Um, Somerville B. B. B plus mm. B. I'd give him a B. Needs to work on his com- composure and decision making, but otherwise a real threat. Yeah. B plus would be back to the Netherlands on another. Holiday <laughs> against the manager's advice. It's coming up soon, isn't it? That? It will be actually, won't it? Oh, yeah. his, his birthday. All right. Yeah, Jaden Anthony, Dan James, Jan Perveda. James has been good, hasn't he? Overall. Yeah, I thought the start of the season he was really poor for a couple of games, yeah. but then since then he has been good. Yeah, that Birmingham game. You saw I was like, done with him. Went, oh no, it's still Dan James. <laughs> he's still doing loads of Dan James yeah. stuff, but he's been good since then. Yeah, he's had his moments, hasn't it? B plus. B. B, I'd give him. B. Um, Jaden Anthony. I've, I've liked what I've seen from Anthony so far. It's been limited but um, in terms of time, but I like I like the cut of his jib, that young man. B? Yeah. Or C plus. Uh, um, Just from not seeing him as much. Yeah. B or a B minus, maybe, for me. I, say I do B. think he looks good, though. I say B. He's, done, he's not put a foot wrong, I don't think. No, he's not really. Yeah, um, fair enough. Do Given that Somerville's also ended up with a B, do you want to bump Somerville up to a B plus? No. Because he's, contrib- he's, he's, contrib- <laughs> he's contributed far more than, um, than Jaden Anthony in terms of like if you if you look at that I think it was with Johnny Cooper who was saying that Somerville and Rutez combinations together mm. they've done a lot B plus I say for Somerville let's remove mark him up fine but he's right. still not going back to Holland no no well I did find that funny though at the same <laughs> yeah, that's time cause it was Jesse, that was because <laughs> yeah. it was it was in defiance of Jesse Marsh which, which was funny um, so then you got your attackers we've got uh, Piro Piru Bamford Rutez um, Gelhart and not, Matteo Joseph. We've not mentioned Jan Perveda, have we? Oh, yeah. The comeback kid. C for comeback kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not seen much, have we? No. Not, not really happened for him, but a useful option, I suppose. So, like, so you, you, you know, you're marking Nonto down for being a naughty boy. Mm. Perveda's actually been a really good boy, as far as we know. Is he? Yeah, I think he, well, insofar as he's turned up, he's looked quite decent when he's come on. Maybe lacking a bit of the the quality that Nonto's got, but Nonto's been a naughty boy, whereas Perveda's been a good boy. Mm-hmm. Perveda just got injured as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Right, um, Joel Peru, Patrick Bamford. 
Jorginho Ruta is the easy one here Jorginho Ruta A I presume you're going for it feels like it's got to be hasn't it he's been great fun hasn't he yeah like you say just good fun exciting to watch ridiculous kind of turnaround he's he's grown his confidence in the classroom compared to last year he has A for Ruta Um, Piro Piru scoring goals isn't he it has to be an A again doesn't he just just because of the goals 5 and 8 that's what we bought him for (laughs) when was the last time we had a striker who just scored loads of goals I have just written for the blog about David Sommer, but that was about two months, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it, is it Chris Wood, the last striker we had, who you kind of thought he's probably going to get 25 plus? Mm. Did Kamar Roof have a good season? He was right. short of that, though, didn't he? he was, yeah, it wasn't anything like Peru sort of right. I know there's, there's kind of all the discussion about him. Obviously, he's a number seven, not a number nine, but all the discussion about his positioning and all that. But yeah, he, just, he does just keep popping up and putting goals in, doesn't he? Which is a very rare commodity. Yeah, because I, I know we used to have it when we were when we were generally not very good, but we had like Ross McCormack doing it for a few years and then Chris Wood did it for a year. But then we moved into the Bielsa era and it was just Roof and Bamford scoring some, but not that many. And it just stayed, I don't know, it's been been ages since you had someone you were like, oh yeah, he'll probably score today. Right. Eh? Did we say? Yeah. I, re- I really enjoy strikers who basically contribute nothing but just score goals. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I mean, he's on for 30 goals this year on mm-hmm. his current rate, so you can't, you can't really complain about that. No, not at all. Um, so we've got Patrick Bamford, Joe Gelhart, Matteo Joseph. Bamford has struggled again, hasn't he? He's not got injured since his comeback. Touch wood. That's true. Which I feel like is a, a positive for him. In some ways, he's looked fitter than he has for a while. But then when he's had chances, he's missed him again. There was the dive thing, which didn't reflect well on him. He jumped out of the way of a vicious assault. Mm. He would have been injured again if he. But why did he go down as if he was injured <laughs> in the initial stages of it? Why well, didn't he dive out of the way and then got up straight away? He, he did get up straight away, but the way he went down was as if he had been. He wasn't. If you jump out of the way of something, yeah, you do it in a different way than he did. Is what I'm saying. Okay. And, and I think he regretted it instantly. Mm. You could tell by the way he jumped up and was like, "Oh shit, no, actually, yeah. I did." Yeah, I did. You might have thought of dive there. I was just moving out. But of the way. I didn't actually. Just moving out of the way. <laughs> You've seen it wrong, is what's happened. What are you going for for Pat then? Given the players we've not seen much of have generally hovered around a C. Yeah. I think a C is fair. thing is, that uh, was that QPR that game? Yes. Because I actually thought he came on and made an impact. I thought it was just a bit of a nuisance, but then mm. that was a bit annoying. But then I didn't see his following performance when I think he missed a few chances. Mm. But I think C? a C is fair. Comfortable C. He's a nice option to have off the bench as well. Yeah. And just having another striker. I do like how... Farker keeps saying that the last time Bamford was in the championship he scored like over 20 goals and you think he didn't but he's clearly told he's clearly told you that he did (laughs) because he keeps mentioning it Joe Gelhart and Matteo Joseph Gelhart had that um, appearance at Birmingham he's got a brilliant goal in the League Cup where he bounced off his die Mm. has has Joseph actually played? I don't think he has has he? Mm, probably not no thanks for including him on the list Dan well done (laughs) I just copied the squad off the website (laughs) Uh, yeah Joseph I think can be ungraded it's not really working out for Joff, is it? The hottest striking prospect in the Premier League, as was. Um, yeah, I suppose he goes in with Gelder and JB, doesn't he? If someone who the bits we've seen, it's not quite clicked. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I really want Joffy to be good, and I, I still have some hope. And I sort of, um, I'm hoping Fark will just coach him basically and make him better. But um, it's not happened for him yet, has it? D. And if you're yeah. bra- bracketing in with uh, Yelder and, and JB. Well, there you go. That completes the squad. What do we give Melier and Darlow? I forget. Um, Didn't write it down. Melier, I think you bullied me into giving him a B. And then Darlow got D, which yeah. I was also bullied into. I wanted to down. I wanted to downgrade both of them. Melier at a C would have been harsh. 
I just feel like C is like the the kind of is doing their job for the most part great, mm. which I think is probably describes how he's done. Yeah, but you know, fine, give him a B. Right, so Melier B, Darlo D. We've got Ailing on a C, Furpo on an F for Furpo. Um, Cresswell C, Cooper C, Rodon A minus, Strauch A minus, Byram A, Yelda D, into midfield, Ampadu A plus, Kamara B, Shackleton B, JBD, Gray A plus, Grove C. And then you've got Somerville on a B plus, Anthony on a B, James on a B, Pervader on a C, Nonto on a C, Sinistera on an F for fuck off. Attackers, Piro on an A, Bamford on a C, Ruta on an A, Gelhart D and Joseph ungraded because we've not seen anything of him. Absent. Absent. Yeah. I mean, Happy with injured, all those? Injured is what you could say. When you look at the whole set of marks there? I think it's perfect. And anyone who disagrees is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, yeah. <laughs> Tweet Michael if you don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The report card done and dusted for this week and we'll return with all the usual nonsense. Next week, coming up then this week, we've got to speak to Phil, haven't we, in the next day or two? We've got to. We have to. What a bloody chore. Preview Norwich with Phil. And um, if you haven't yet listened to him, go back and listen to our four-part special. Or watch him as well with uh, Ed Cowburn, who designed the kits this year. Find out the story of the, the peacock print, the rhubarb and custards. Even the white kit has got a bit of a story to it, even though you think it's dead simple to uh, to design that, wouldn't you? Like there are, there are design choices that went into that to deal with like Adidas restrictions and parts of the template and UEFA rules and all that sort of stuff. So it's good, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. I enjoyed doing it. And we spoke to Johnny Cooper as well, just... Uh, before the weekend, but that came out on Tuesday as well. Have a look at for that. The, the trends so far in the season, of which there are a number of interesting things that jump out, including... I can't remember. <laughs> I did that to you on purpose. What? The clean sheets? The unusually good starts by other teams? I'll, I'll go on that one, yeah. All right. The fact that Leicester and Ipswich have more or less cheated to get as many points as they have. It's, yeah. not, it's not fair. And we actually found out who the most box office player at Leeds... I was going to say is, but it's actually, and here's a little clue, was, has now gone. The most box office player at Leeds in years, Rob. In a hundred years, no less. Was it Rasmus Christensen? No, it wasn't. It's Alda Costa. I've spoiled it for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll wrap it up there. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 